Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to the Rookie in the Vet podcast. I am Darren Leeds. Joining me is Dante Furco, as always. And we are days away from... Started college football. Mm-hmm. Some games got going last weekend. Yep. Nothing super notable. Um, but Big Ten football starts this weekend. Illinois bringing in Toledo on Saturday. And things are hyped around the Illini for this season. A um, lot of changes. A lot mm-hmm. of new faces coming in. Um, some big shoes to fill leaving our team last year. Um, but it definitely seems like this defense is still primed to be one of the top in the conference, if not one of the top in the country once again, um, even with several notable departures um, with Devin Witherspoon, uh, Sydney Brown, Sydney Brown, Quan Martin. And I was like, I was trying to blank. I was blanking on his name. That's another thing we can talk about too later is um, – a lot of roster cuts were just made in the NFL, and some of the Illini were a part of those. So we can definitely hit on that in okay. the end. Um, some of the players making roster, some of them uh, unfortunately not. Did Chase Brown make? Oh, yes, of course. He, right. he made that roster, but uh, another offensive guy did not. But let's stick around. Okay. We, we can talk about that at the end. I've been trying to keep up with NFL, yep. but I've been focused on kind of college for As you should. the time Pre- preseason being. For... We still got two weeks for NFL. Yeah. But, yeah, college is getting going, and, yeah, everyone in Champaign, Central Illinois, if you're an Illini fan, hopefully you're excited for this Mm -hmm. season. Um, So, yeah, let's start it off. uh, That defense, led by the law firm, Newton, Randolph. I feel like we need to tack on another name or something. Yeah, Law firms always have those big, long long names or something, Mm -hmm. but maybe somebody else gets added to the firm this year we'll see yeah i mean if i had to add anybody it'd be gabe jackis yeah um he's at that I, I feel like he doesn't really have a set position he's kind of a linebacker kind of a defensive end yeah he kind of shifts a little bit he's somebody that is going to be in that same category yeah a couple years he's someone i'm excited about this year i think illinois fans they they haven't seen him up and up close and personal this summer like some of us in the media have he's a big guy like, he has truly grown. Looks like he's hit the weight room all summer. So he, he could be one of the uh, best, uh, you know, linebacker, often, sorry, defensive lineman, linebacker, in uh, all the Big Ten. Okay. And that'd be something. Yeah. Because I know, uh, you know, Johnny's been talking. He wants to go draft next year. Of course. And obviously after Spoon went in that, what was it? The four or five pick? Fifth, yep, to the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. He's saying he wants five or better. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. Yeah, he. I. I think ju- just a lot of people don't know, unless you're in the Illinois fan base or you're in this market, you don't know a lot about Johnny Newton. That outside um, college football fan base, Johnny Newton is a name that you hear every day. Yeah. In the national media, but this year he might end up being one of those top guys in the NFL. Draft. Hopefully, I think- and I know I've seen him get talked about on. You know, Comcast Sports Chicago. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously, the guys up there know about him. But, yeah, mainstream is usually your guys coming out of Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan even. I mean, Witherspoon, he was projecting the top 10, 15 all year and still never got the respect he deserved. Yeah. Um, I will say, I don't know if it's been released yet. Coach Bieleman told us. On Monday, that Johnny went on the Heisman podcast, which apparently like talks to all the top Heisman candidates in college football. Don't ever see a defensive lineman winning the Heisman. Uh, hopefully, Johnny has that type of season, but you don't see it obviously often. Right, Manti Teo was like the last defensive player. Yeah, to what be invited to a Heisman? And I mean, like, before that, I can't even think of probably going back to Charles Woodson. Yeah. Um, the Desmond Howard days because he was yeah. like I don't remember he did, didn't he, didn't he play defense and like kick return I I don't know but yeah you don't you don't see it often right but it was cool that uh, he was invited on that hopefully like I said I don't know if that's been released yet um, but it'd be an interesting thing to listen to all right all right what do you want to get going with today yeah I mean Illinois like we said opening up their season against Toledo. I mean, it's going to be a tough game. Like, I think people look down on this Toledo team because they're in the MAC. Yeah. But the MAC's a good conference who likes to kind of pull up some upsets early in the season. Um, so I think Illinois has a true test in front of them. So they, okay. they have to come out firing on Saturday or they're going to lose this game. Right. And you want to kind of get tested early on. You know, you don't want a total cakewalk in your first game, although a lot of teams kind of schedule like that um, just to kind of get that butt whooping game and i don't know get some experience mm-hmm. under their belts and kind of iron out the creases if you will mm-hmm. but um definitely it does look like it could be a little bit of a challenge um last year very dependent on that running game but yeah. this year it definitely looks like passing game is going to get opened up a lot more we got luke altmeyer at quarterback um we've got Isaiah Williams, he seems to be the number one wide receiver. Um, he's hungry this year. He wants that football. Oh, yeah. Um, but but that, that's, like, the interesting thing. And I, when I talked to Isaiah Williams this year, he told me it's going to be more of a balanced offense. Okay. But will it? Like, it's I, – I have faith in this wide receiver core, but I don't think it's as great as some of the other ones in the conference. So will they lean on – their running back group because their running back group is really good with Reggie Love, Josh McCray, and then you have Caden Fagan at the but three or four spot. Um, but they're they're definitely I it seems like from the outside looking in a balanced offense. But Luke Altmaier at the quarterback position, I mean, he's good. Yeah, like he he's probably at the same level as Devito, but has the chance to be better. Like he. I'm already putting him above I know. Tommy DeVito. Like, he has a strong arm. The coaches continue to rave about him. So if this wide receiver core can truly step up, their offense is going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. I mean, you got to stretch that field to kind of open up the run game, and you need the run game to get going to kind of open up some play action and get the ball down the field. But 
I mean, we will see this wide receiver group, like I said, looks really good. I'm kind of hyped still on the rookie kid, Malik Elzey. I really want to see him kind of step up and get some good minutes and perform really well. I don't know why. I just like seeing his stuff. Oh, of course. If he can continue to, you know, build on what he's already done in high school because he put up numbers there. Huge numbers. Um, I mean, if he could even do half that at Illinois, I mean, that'd be great. Yeah. And Coach uh, Barry Lunny, the offensive coordinator, he talked about that. Don't be surprised if Malik Elsey gets some big minutes in this week one game. I think I've been saying it all off season, preseason. I think Malik has the opportunity to slide, like very quietly slide into that wide receiver two spot. Okay. Behind Isaiah Williams. I think it's it's gonna take some time. Um, but he's that good. And when you have when you have a wide receiver group that I don't think is very strong with Casey Washington and Pat Bryant. I do really like Isaiah Williams, but I think he's a little bit of a drop-off after that. Malik has the opportunity to really sneak in and get some impactful minutes and honestly be a huge part of that offense. Okay. So Good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm with you. I'm super excited. Fans are super excited. Coach Brett Bielema said the players, if they had to vote on who they want, what freshman they want to play right away, he said it would be Malik Elzey. Okay. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Kate Fagan. Yep. So clearly he's making an impact on the team, making an impact on the coaches. Um, and even though we don't know much, he's making an impact on us. Yeah. And, again, haven't even seen him take a college snap yet. <laughs> so that's somebody to be kind of excited about. Um, so do you think we're going to see more tight end play this year as well? You know, I don't know. I really like Tip Ryman in the tight end position. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like last year they had an interesting scheme with their tight ends. Felt like everybody was just kind of rotating and if they were open, it was like, we'll hit them. But there was never really much design to the tight end. It felt like, um, I mean, obviously I don't know the playbooks, but they kind of just occasionally hit their tight ends. It was, it was a big emphasis on Chase Brown, obviously. Yep. They would hit Isaiah Williams, Hightower, um, but I don't know. I, I I think they have a good tight end group. I mean, you have Tip Ryman, Griffin Moore. Tip Ryman, I believe he's a fifth year. He's also a captain, um, which, I mean, the guys trusted him and to lead their group. Um, but I don't I don't know yet. I, I think we'll see in that first game. If yep. the tight end group makes a big impact, there's some big guys. So okay. maybe they're used more in the blocking scheme. Or maybe we do see them going out and, going out and catching passes, catching touchdowns. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. All right. And let's talk defense a little bit. Obviously, that's probably where we saw some of the bigger departures from last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and already we're saying Matt Bailey's not going to be playing week one mm-hmm. at safety. Injury? Um, yep. Yeah, he's dealing. I think he's been dealing with something with his ankle foot for a while. Okay. Um, he, they, over the summer, they said he'd be back and ready to go for week one, but I guess things just didn't go as planned. Um, maybe they pull a rabbit out of a hat and just rule him available that day. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, expect him to be out for that week one game against Toledo. Huge impact in the secondary at that safety position. Once you take him out, you're you're likely throwing in a cornerback 
into that safety position, which could be Nakario Harper, I think, which he's kind of that player that can play anything on that defensive backfield. But Matthew Bailey, the way he finished last year, and then he performed in the bowl game in the absence of Sidney Brown because he he decided to opt out. He's he's a talented kid, and if they can have him on the field, they give themselves an even greater chance of winning ball games. Okay, does that mean we're gonna have to start to see more? pressure on the quarterback do you think in this first game just to kind of make up for that little bit of a lack in the secondary probably and what's so tough is in this first game you have a quarterback um for toledo who's not afraid to run the ball daquan finn he's a fast guy yeah and he's he's accurate he had some issues with his interceptions last year but the tough part is is if you rush him if you rush quarterback like that who's fast and you kind of take a poor route on it, say you're Johnny, that guy's gone. Like, Daquan Finn is gone. And if you don't have somebody in that secondary that's going to make that tackle, it's going to be tough. Okay. But I don't know. I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterback when you have Johnny right. and Keith, and then you have Jackis and just a great defensive line, linebacker group. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that works. I guess we'll see. They have a good cornerback uh, group this year. Yeah. Not what it was last year, but that may help in the absence of Matthew Bailey for this first game. The hope is he's back for Kansas. That's what they said. Kansas is the hope, um, but I don't know. I will say when we were at media availability last week, I saw Matthew Bailey jump. So I don't know if that's a good sign or if that's just – I mean, I would say it's a good sign, but he jumped, landed on both feet, so – We'll say he's made progress, Okay, which is good. Yeah. I don't know if I was supposed to see it, but I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> was it like part of his – was he like part of practice or was he jumping in excitement? No, he was jumping. I think he was doing something with like a trainer, like a okay. – um, what's the word? Um, Just physical therapy? Physical therapy, wow. yeah, kind of like where he was jumping. It was in like the corner of the workout room, um, but – it's, 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 it's better than not jumping, yeah. being able to off that ankle and foot. So it's a good sign. Um, hopefully he's back for game two against Kansas because another quarterback that can escape the pocket. And that's going to create some issues for that defense with Kansas. Okay. And see what other key points do we got. Interesting Johnny Newton's facing off his against his brother. Yeah. They won't directly face off, but... He might get some tackles, maybe... At the wide receiver position with his brother. I don't know. Because you don't see many defensive linemen tackling the wide receiver. Right. But maybe. Maybe on like a jet sweep that's or what I, that's something exactly like what I that. Saying. Maybe he comes in, Newton gets a tackle. I don't know. I, I mean, I would love to see that. He even emphasized he'd love to see that. He wants to hit his brother. Yeah. Um, as any brother would. Right. I just can't imagine like the parents, like the family, like your kids are at. One of the, I mean, you could argue college football is bigger. It's not bigger than the NFL, but it's right up there with the NFL in terms of like making it. Like it's to have both of your kids play on the same field in a Division One football game. That's special. Yeah, that's super special. And didn't you say he's buying up tickets left and right <laughs> or trying to get them just for bring the whole family in? Yeah, he told me there's 68 family members. Oh my that goodness. might have, that might have grown by now. 60, he told me 68 family members are locked in for Saturday's game. He doesn't have all the tickets yet. He might by now, but he's been working on it. But I feel like 
if you're Johnny Noon, it's you're gonna get the tickets. Yeah. Um, but we may not see them together, the whole family. I got think that, I, I got to remember that for Saturday. Get some video of that family all together. That's like um, an entire section. It's an entire section. My goodness. Um, they need to get them like a box, but there's not enough, there's not a box to fit it, to fit. 68 people yeah i think they're only good for about 20 or Probably. so maybe something like you that you can put them up in the media press box but i will say i did ask him who will they be representing and he was like we might see some split jerseys you might see one side of my family repping toledo one side of my family repping illinois I was gonna say if you're coming to illinois i gotta represent illinois yeah but so that would be cool i'm sure i'm sure there'll be some split jerseys i always i love that when the kelsey's did that for the super yep. bowl they had the White on one side, and then the other color on the other side. Um, so maybe we see that on Saturday. Have to keep an eye out, but it's it's, it's exciting. Yeah. He, he seems excited. I mean, he loves his brother. What's so funny is he's I, – I haven't checked on the age, but he says it's his big brother. So he's older than him, but Johnny is tall, taller oh, yeah. and a built guy. Yeah. So it's really his smaller brother in a way. Yeah. But Older, smaller brother. Yeah. Okay. Where do you want to move on to next? I mean, we can talk about kind of the who, like, who do you think from this game is, does Illinois need at their top, at their best to win this game against Toledo? Honestly, in my opinion, it's got to boil down to the quarterback. Luke Altmeyer needs to go in, needs to take command. You know, needs to be also watching what that defense is about to do. Mm-hmm. I think if he performs at his top, if we can get Reggie Love running the football strong, that'll be good. And, I mean, wide receivers, I mean, it doesn't matter as long as we're picking up yards. And But I think it all boils down to Luke Allmeyer. And I'm very interested to see how he does. I know last year, just kind of going to the, some of the games, it seemed like Tommy DeVito didn't make like the big passes. So yeah. I'd love to see the deep ball, you know, taking 20, 30 yard shots down the field. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll say Luke Allmeyer. I Honestly, you're right on that. Like, DeVito didn't make those long throws downfield, and that is a difference I think we'll see this year with Allmeyer. Whenever you saw those big 50-yard touchdowns, they were Isaiah Williams cutting across the middle, catching the ball in open space, and then taking it upfield. It right. was never Tommy DeVito throwing a 40-yard pass caught into the end zone. You ne- we did not see that much. Right. I feel like um, it was more... Five, ten-yard little dump passes, yep. some screen passes, and, you know, yak yards. Mm-hmm. So, And I, I think Reggie Love, bringing up Reggie Love is perfect. That's who I was thinking. I think if he can make get his way through the holes and kind of get Illinois some good yardage from the running back position, they'll be set. One player I'll throw in that I think could be a huge impact for Illinois will be Xavier Scott at the cornerback position. I mean, in the absence of I, – I would say Taz Nicholson's kind of replacing – uh, Devin Witherspoon at the cornerback position, but Xavier Scott has the opportunity, or he he's he's good enough to kind of fill the role of Witherspoon. That just talented, no no fly zone kind of sure. cornerback where nothing nothing's getting through with him. And I mean, Spoon was pretty much the definition of a no fly yeah. zone. I think didn't allow a touchdown. Quarterback rating against him mm-hmm. last year was like. 
eight or nine. Yep. Like, they do not have success going his direction. Yeah. Co- the coaches are raving about Xavier Scott. I mean, I, I, I don't... I don't know like a ton about him. I haven't seen a lot of film on him, but the way the coaches have spoken about him, they seem really excited about Xavier Scott. So I mean, if he can lock some guys down um, in the secondary for Illinois, I mean they're they're gonna win. They're gonna win this ball game. So that that would that would be my you know, shining star kind of key player that things could uh, things could fall on him if this thing comes down late. And how's our offensive line looking this year? Because a lot of the, you know, quarterback play, running back play, mm-hmm. kind of falls on those oh, five guys. Of course. I mean, the offensive line's good this year. The main three guys would be, like, Julian Pearl, Isaiah Adams, and then Josh Kruitz. Um Isaiah Adams is really good. He, one of my bold predictions um, that I'm actually going to be putting out soon, doing an article, um, I think Isaiah Adams has the opportunity to be an All-American. Whether it's first-team All-American or second-team All-American, Isaiah Adams is that good. I think he's a guy that will play on Sunday uh, come next year because he's a senior. Last year he transferred in from Juco. Um, so he he's somebody really good. Julian Pearl's really good. He's a, I believe he's a Danville uh, graduate, Danville High School graduate with Caleb Griffin. Um, but those two guys in the offensive line, they're, they're, pat, they're, they're gonna be good this year. And I mean, they have the experience at Illinois. Um, but then you have Josh Kruitz at the center. I'm possibly starting at that center position, um, and I mean he's filling a he's filling a hole. You know, last year that offensive line was very senior heavy. So I mean these guys got to step up in the absence of Polchewski and Pilstrom. So, but I think they they got the guys to do it. Um, but a lot's gonna fall on them. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. I would say. Definitely make or break in that department. Mm-hmm. If Luke Altmaier can't get the job done, how are our backup situations? I think John Paddock's good. Um, I don't think it'll ever come to the situation where Donovan Leary comes in. Um, hopefully not. not. That's nothing against Donovan Leary. It's just you hope the two guys in front uh, don't get hurt. Right. Or it comes to that point where they're playing that bad that you end up with the third string. John Paddock's good. I mean, he's a fifth-year senior. Um, transfer from Ball State. Yep. Um, he's been around the block. He's played legacy child of Illinois. Um, I believe he's 
dad. He's a, his dad's uncle play, played at Illinois, and then his grandfather. Um, but he's, I mean, he's good. He fought with Altmaier for that starting position. I think Illinois let us on to believe it was more of a tougher competition, but I think it was always Altmaier's to lose. Um, but Barry Lunny seems to really like him from what he said in his press conferences, the offense coordinator. Um, so if, a, if something were to happen to Altmaier and Paddock needs to step up, I think it's a good quarterback to have. I think they're in a better place than they were last year because when DeVito went out against Iowa and missed 90% of the game, you had Art, Art Sakowski come in, Yep, and it was not good. He could barely get him past the 50-yard line. So to have John Paddock, an uh, experienced and good quarterback, if anything were to happen, I mean, you got you got a guy you can trust, Okay, I would say. How does he look, say, pockets collapse and... He can run. Can he? Yeah, he can run. Okay. He's a smaller guy. He's probably about maybe six foot, but he, he he's a quick guy. From everything I've seen, he he can run if he has to. He's not the type of quarterback you're going to design. Like, he's not like a... I'm trying to think of a quarterback, because I don't want to say Lamar, because nobody's like Lamar Jackson, but he... He can run, but you're not designing the plays for him to run. Let's say Josh Allen. Yeah, kind of. Just not as tall. But, yeah, he, he can run if he has to. So if that pocket's escaped, and he can throw the ball. And if he has to, he can run. Okay. All right. Let's see what else we're talking about. I will say some things with Toledo. I mean, we talked about them being a good underrated team. They were 5-3 yeah. and three in the MAC last year. Nine and five overall. So I mean, they were bowl eligible. Head coach Jason Candle. He's in his ninth year. He's a fifty-four and thirty-two record guy. And they were MAC champions last year. I mean, they're they're a good team. They're um, very talented, very experienced. I mean, with teams like that in the MAC, get a lot of experience because not many guys leave for the draft so early on. Um, and I will say, which is worth noting, Toledo had more AP top twenty-five votes than Illinois. I think Toledo had like seven. Illinois had three. Interesting. So clearly people have higher hopes for Toledo than they do Illinois this year. So, I mean, this, this Toledo team is not a team to overlook. They're good. Yeah. They start the season obviously against Illinois. Then they go to, then they're at Texas Southern, San Jose State, Western Michigan. So this is one of the, this is the biggest game of their season. So they're going to come out hungry. Right. Um, so they'll be, they're, they're a good team. Okay. And you say their secondary might be It's good. Probably their strongest aspect of yeah, their team. That and their quarterback and Daquan Finn. I mean their secondary is good. Um experienced. Um they have the safety combination in Maxim Hook, Nate Bauer, and Zachary Ford. We're good. I mean, they they've been around the block. Um then you have Quentin Quinion Mitchell. He's at that cornerback position. He's really good as well. So they have, I'm trying to think of the word where it's like, these guys know, they're, they're confident, very confident group because they're, they're established there. I mean, with Illinois, there's a lot of guys that are just being plugged into that defensive backfield. They're talented, but they're being plugged in. Where these guys, these guys are locked in to these positions. So, um, yeah, so he's got a good backfield. Um, I will say something with um, their offense is, they made a lot of mistakes last year, so if they fi- can fix the if they fix them in the off season, they're going to come to this game and they might upset Illinois. So um, 
speaking of upsetting Illinois, we can go into some predictions okay. for Saturday's game against Toledo. I mean, Illinois' nine-point favorites. Yeah. So we're talking touchdown, three field goals. Yeah. Touchdown plus. Yeah. So I, I think it would be that close. Maybe close. I don't know. I mean, again, you'd hate to put – I hate to put it that close. Yeah. I'd like to see them, you know, honestly win this game by – two, three score margin, and I'm mm-hmm. talking touchdown scores. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like you said, a lot of new pieces. Um, maybe after week one, I'll have at least hopefully better looking predictions, mm-hmm. but I'd like to say, I don't know, 31-14. Okay, that's close. Illinois. That's very close to what I was going to say. I was going to say 31-24. Um, I think it'll be a touchdown game, but I think it'll be Illinois pulls ahead really early and Toledo fights back in that third, fourth quarter and pulls it from like a 31-10 game to a 31-24 game. So I think it's going to be close. Maybe not as close as I think but where it's a touchdown game, but I think uh, it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I mean, Illinois, Illinois is trying to wash the bad taste out of their mouth from last year's finish, 1-4 to finish the year. I mean, it's been talked about nonstop to us all summer long. They they hated how last year ended. Yeah. So they're coming in here eager and hungry. I know there's, there's going to be a lot of fans at this game. I mean, 10,000 season tickets sold during this offseason. So it's one I, – I don't quote me on this. I think it's like the biggest in history at okay. Illinois. Um if not one of the biggest sales in history. So there's going to be a lot of fans. Um, students just got back in campus. Um, they don't stop walking across the streets, jaywalking over there. Um, I almost hit like one a day. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it's the or- I'm sure the Orange Crush is going to be excited to be back, that student section. Yeah. So I mean, I'm definitely excited. I really want them to do well. So I think they will. Hopefully. And this game's on the Big Ten Network. Yeah. Um, obviously, the big game of the year is going to be that Penn State game. Who are they playing? Yeah, oh, I oh, mean, when oh. Penn State comes oh, here. I, yes, yes. I Fox you, I, College. Yep. I thought you meant weekend, like this week. Oh, that would be huge because both teams will probably be 2-0 heading into that game. I just think avoid campus that weekend even. Yeah. Unless you're going to the game and you have to be there. Penn State fans will travel too, bro. But, yeah, it's going to be a... It's madhouse. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> that's a game I'm excited for. I think Illinois will be in the top 25 by then. If they win their first two games, they'll be in the top 25. Yeah. They could be in the top 25 if they win this first game, depending on how things go. Um, then they obviously got that Kansas game. Both teams could be 2-0. Penn State's ranked, I think, ninth in the country. Something like that. I was looking, so just based on what the Big Ten is expanding to for next year, mm-hmm. there are... Six out of the top 15 are Big Ten, yeah. Big Ten, and that includes Oregon and Washington. Um, so the other four being, you know, your Ohio State, your mm-hmm. Michigan, your Penn State. Um, uh, who is the other one? That's going to bother me Could now. Be, you say Oregon. But, yeah, I'm excited for that Penn State. Penn State opens up this season against West Virginia, too. Should be an easy win. So, Penn State's ranked 7th, so yep. I was wrong on the 9. Um, Illinois, 
that that's gonna be a true test for Illinois. That could be, I mean, that could be a blowout game in favor of Penn State. So if Illinois can win that game, I mean, how can that that that's all the momentum you need to carry yourself into the that middle stretch of the season. Yeah. Um, maybe even bolster you up to put you up in like the top fifteen. Um, but Penn State's good this year. I mean, the big 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 Ten has a lot of good teams on that west side or east side. Um, I think Penn State finishes with a better record than Ohio State. I um, think they fight for Michigan at the end with to win that conference. Uh, but they finally have a quarterback that can win or that they feel can get over the hump. Um, but they got yeah, Penn State's got a really good team, I think. Yeah, but, and just kind of looking at last five games for both teams last year, Toledo was three and two, and then as yeah. you mentioned. We were one and four. The only that one being Northwestern. So, lost some tough games. I mean, Michigan State, Purdue, um, Michigan, and then Mississippi State. All games that realistically could have and should have won. The only reason they lost Mississippi State is because they just like gave up in the second half. I mean, that Michigan game. The, I blame that game on the wind. They couldn't... Well, I mean, I blame it on the team, but I also add the wind in there. They couldn't hit a field goal to save their life. Um, then they set themselves in a poor position to execute down the stretch. Purdue, I don't even know what happened then. That was another cold day. Then um, Michigan, I mean, they lost by two points. To I know. number, like, two team in the country. It's because they... I remember there being some poor calls down the street. Oh, was, was Blake Corum out at that point in time? Yeah, he, okay. well, he got hurt against Illinois. Illinois got was the it. one that hurt him. Yeah. Um, that was the game Witherspoon got called on a pass interference, defensive holding in, like, the final five minutes of the game. And it was, like, clearly not a penalty. But, I mean, Michigan's going to get that call in their on their home field in the final second-to-last game of the season fighting for a playoff spot. Um but, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for some Illinois football finally back. Yeah. I'm um, going to get it this Saturday. I'm um, trying to think if there's anything else with this game heading into this weekend with uh, Toledo. I think we kind of hit on everything. Yeah, 6.30 start time. Um, I mean, forecast looks good. That should be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Temperatures look like, at least for the afternoon, they're going to be around 90. Yeah. Um, so by the time kickoff's coming around, probably – I don't know, mid-80s, give or take, but a little bit of humidity, but, I mean, Toledo's kind of up around northern Ohio, so I'm sure they're no stranger to some of the humid weather as well, but... Perfect. All right, you wanted to talk about cuts? yeah. Yeah, I mean, the big one that I wanted to mention was Tommy DeVito. He was cut by the Giants. Um, I, I, I... See, I saw it coming, but he had a really good preseason. Yeah, I was going to say, he um, played pretty well. I think it just came down to they didn't want to keep a third quarterback. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he signs with their practice squad. I think it'll end up just being that. Um, but he might have proven himself to another team that he can uh, be a, sec- a backup quarterback or a third-string quarterback. Um, so we'll see. I think we'll probably find out in the next day or two if he en- where he ends up, what he ends up doing. But when it wouldn't be surprised if he's just back on that Giants practice squad, especially since he he lives so close to right. MetLife Stadium, being a Jersey kid. So I think that was a big reason why he wanted to sign there. And who knows? I mean, in front of him would be Tyrod Taylor, which 
he's aging. Yeah, um, that guy's been around the block. Yeah, and then you have Daniel Jones. So, I mean, DeVito might get a shot this year to back up um, yeah, for the Giants. So, we'll see. Another guy I saw was cut was Calvin Avery. He's a defensive tackle. for. He's with the Vikings. He got cut. I haven't seen anything on Kendall Smith. We've uh, got a number of Illinois alumni that are... Yeah. On the Redskins. So that, that, and that, I didn't realize how many of them were on the Redskins. Yes, Kendall Smith's one of them. Because I know all of them and Chase Brown took a picture during their mm-hmm. last preseason matchup. And that kind of, I didn't even realize how many guys were on Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, I keep saying Redskins. Commanders. Mm-hmm. My bad. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't see anything with. Smith, I mean, he had a pretty good preseason um, with the Commanders, but doesn't look like... Because I mean, that's where Quan Martin had gone, right? Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good um, off er, preseason, too. Um, looks... I don't know, I can't find... A lot of roster updates are coming out as the day goes on, um, so we'll find out more. But I know Dark Angelo, he was released couple weeks ago by the Lions, so I'm not sure about the offensive linemen from Illinois, but obviously all the guys that were drafted, they made the cuts. Quan, Spoon, Sydney. Sydney had one of the best preseasons of like anybody in football. Uh, He's then, with the Eagles, Chase, right? Yep. Yep. And then Chase Brown with the Bengals, who had a decent preseason. We'll see how much action he gets. I mean, is he going to be sitting behind Mixon? I mean, yeah. obviously... It just depends on. Yeah, Brown. Brown could be the backup, the spot. number two guy, but he'll probably be the three guy to start. Um, I don't know. Do they still have P. Ryan? No, he's no. with the Broncos now. Got it. Yeah, but there, there's a guy. I, I saw one of the guys was getting a lot more reps than he was in the preseason games. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, to do it here on Rookie in the Bet. Make sure if you don't already follow us on all podcast streaming platforms: Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Audible, you name it, wherever you stream your podcast, like it so you know whenever a new episode is up. Make sure to check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. You can watch those podcasts there. Sometimes uh, we'll have interviews that you can see on there as well. Um, yeah, I'll do it here. I'm Rookie and the Vet. And then, yeah, of course, obviously, come season time, we're going to be breaking down some game film. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably going to be talking some high school football along the way as well. They're just getting their season started too, so. Yeah, we had a lot of postponed games. Yeah. Week one, that wasn't fun. Um, but, yeah, they'll do it here on Rookie and the Vet. Illinois taking on Toledo on Saturday, August 2nd, or September 2nd. And uh, we'll see you next time.